0: All this money saved, or not all this money, but this money saved for me it was significant. It's not like, you know, it was $50,000. I had saved in the bank account. I said, God, at that time I was going to sow 10,000. Just my wife and I were going to sow 10,000. That's going to get us started. And I told the Lord, before I get back on, on this airplane and go back home to Miami, like, give me a sign. And I've never talked to God this way, but I said, give me a sign. If Mufasa is the way you speak, speak to me. I'm listening, right? This is the moment because if I leave Birmingham and you haven't spoken to me, that I gotta sell this money, then I'm just gonna go with the 10,000 that I wanted to give. And so, surely enough, I'm getting on that Uber right before we got onto that airport and I see this big warehouse space. And it's a warehouse space, but it was a big sign. It said 50,000 available. And I looked at Tina when we got on that airplane, and I said, God's telling us to sow every single dime that we have into generation. And I'm thinking like, she's like, absolutely not. That's a bad pizza you ate. That's not God. And she says, absolutely, you know, we're going to do this. And so we sold everything we had. And the reason I'm saying this is because you can't ask people to do something you're not willing to do. You can't ask somebody, hey, invest in my vision when you're not going all in. And so fundraising is overwhelming. Fundraising can be scary. Fundraising can bring a lot of fear. But fundraising is part of our responsibility. It's not anybody else. It's ours. And so we're the best recruiters. We're the best people uh, that can cast our vision and our dream, right? So who's who's better for that job than we are, that role than we are? So we have to invest in ourselves, invest in the dream yourself, and then don't ask people to do something you're not willing to do. So we did that. Um, and then part of investing in yourself is... For us, one of our core values is we move in excellence, right? Everything we do should be in excellence. So for us, it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet with these business leaders, I'm gonna meet, meet meet with these generals in our city, pioneers, startup companies, right? They wanna see something of excellence. Right? They want to see that there is branding and there is a future and this thing is moving, that this thing is alive. And so we, we branded it very well. We, we took photo shoots of the people that we had. We made it look like it was alive. No stock photos anywhere. And we said, hey, this thing is moving with you or without you, but with you to be better and be a part of this story. Instead of helping us say, hey, can you get this off the ground? And so we did that. We created these beautiful launch playbooks that we called and these gift boxes and merchandise and all types of stuff and just sent them all to every business leader we knew, every church we knew, every friend we knew. And we say, will you support this vision? And that's how it came. And then after that, you know, it was a lot of follow-up. It was sponsor letters, it was handwritten notes, right? Hey, you know, pull pull on the heartstrings. Hey, you got kids, this is, the, this is a church that exists for the kids. And, you know, for us, it's 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 also too, what helped us, I think, above every. Practical handle that I can give you today, it's understanding your why. Because when you understand your why, people who have similar why, right, is gonna to come to say, hey, I wanna be a part of this. So, my wife and I, when, when we decided to plant this church, we knew exactly the target we were reaching. And so, we said, we're gonna build a church for families. My, we, we're both Hispanic, we both come from broken homes, right? Her p- family's divorced, mine is divorced. I lost my dad to addiction in 2016, she, her dad's been struggling with addiction his whole life. And so we said, this, this church is going to be called Generation Church because it's bigger than us. And so it's not just about us, but about it's about our kids and their kids after that. And so our entire approach was to be able to reach that businessman or that person that we we're sitting down with and say, hey, we're going to reach broken homes. We're going to reach blended families. And this is how we're going to do it. And here's why. Will you be a part of this story? So I think you can have the best business practices, but if the why is not in front of it, nothing's going to work, right? So... My encouragement here, as part of our story, we were able to raise this money. Number one, we invested in ourselves. We invested in the dream. Put something down that can really bring value to the vision that people can say, "Man, this is great already. I want to be a part of it." Right, and then know your why.
1: Awesome. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, as you when you're talking about excellence and. Excellence is the really the greatest witness of the 21st century church. Because excellence is what's attractive. It's infectious. Go to Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's. You're going to feel like you're in a fist fight at the drive through through Popeye's. And Chick-fil-A, they're going to make you feel like a king. And they're kicking Popeye's rear with one less day. Think about that. So it's not overworking. It's being smart. And so whatever you prepare, most, most of the launches and a lot of times people, they're they'll go out and they'll build all these aspects and they'll take all of the secret sauce that they see other people doing. But you've got to understand and get the spirit of this that you're only going to achieve half of your destiny in what God's called you to do if you don't engage the business people who are the other half of your destiny. You see, the destiny of a pastor and the destiny of a Christian business person is intertwined. And you've heard me say this, that a pastor sets the vision, but the business person sets the speed of it. And so business people are looking for return on investment. They're looking for someone to bet on. They're looking at the leader. And, and let, me, let me say one thing, and I want to make sure all of you get, you are some of the greatest entrepreneurs in the history of the world. You don't see yourself as that. But you are an entrepreneur taking amazing risk that you're basically going into a city you know no one, have no influence, that are but you got a dream in your heart and you're believing God's gonna show up. Well you gotta have other people. But even Jesus had actually some ladies that funded the ministry. That's a whole nother message. But even had some ladies that were traveled with him funding the ministry, right? And so when God wants to bless you, he brings a person into your life. But what you've got to do in order to keep that person in your life is actually be who God's called you to be, not who Chris Hodges is, not who Robert Morris is, not who Stephen Furtick is, but be Who God's created you to be. That's why I love this, this young man who's saying, you know, look, this is, he was defining what God's given them as the lane to run in. So what's your lane you're supposed to run in? And when you find that, what's the need you're going to solve in the community besides bringing people to Jesus? What's going to be the need that you're going to separate yourself from a lot of other people? I remember at Healing Place Church, we basically did two things in the beginning days. We moved people. That's hard work moving. Like, you don't want uh, your friend calls you to move. You're like, I don't want to move. I'm not going to move you, man. You need to go get two brothers in a truck, (laughs) right? I don't want to help you. I mean, real friends help you move. Well, we moved people and we passed out water because those were two things that a lot of people didn't want to mess with. And then God brought different people. I remember Pastor Dino telling a story, and this is super important in the beginning days. There was a couple, a guy had played in the NFL 16 years. Nobody wanted to marry him and his girlfriend because they didn't go through all the denominational stuff. Check, 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 check. Dino's like, I'll marry you. I'll marry you. Let's have counseling. You love each other? Yep, uh uh-huh, yep. You believe, okay, yep. All right, you're good. And he married him. This guy ends up now being in the Hall of Fame and was pivotal and key in funding the vision of the church. But it started back when, when they met a need that nobody else was going to meet. And so it's real important that whatever you do to get a relationship, you gotta keep doing to keep it. So start off healthy. Right. Don't over promise. Right. Don't say, don't, don't, don't be all hat, no cattle. Yep. Yep. Right? Be, be in a situation. We're saying, okay, this is the lane, God, that you've called me to, to run in, but develop that relationship with that person in getting to know that individual. They've got capacity to give their influencers or what you said, generals in the community, but that general, is looking at you going, okay, do they have the ability to get it done? If I give them the money, do they know actually what to do with it, right? Because the money's not the key. A lot of people say, well, I gotta have all this money for this huge launch. I've seen some people get in a lot of trouble with money, too much money. So then what they do is they're no longer excellent, they're extravagant, okay? Extravagance will get you to bankruptcy, Right? You're gonna put Jesus all up in it. Well, Lord, you need to show up. No, no, no. I didn't tell you to be extravagant. I want you to be excellent. Excellence is how well you solve a need. Yeah. And then you keep doing that and keep doing that. And then you have a reporting functionality that basically is speaking in a language that that business person's gonna resonate with. So, for example, pastors speak one language. You, you speak one language. In the next room is business people. They're all speaking in Russian. it's different language, different dialect. The problem is you're never going to know it because they're never going to tell you they don't understand. So we think when people are kind of connected, well, I guess they kind of like what we're doing and they're kind of showing up. No, 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 no. Take it on yourself to take the initiative to create reporting functionality, not only a business plan. How many of you have created a business plan for your launch right now? Raise your hand. Okay, so we got four or five people. You need to create a plan, and you need to go look and source four to five other people, not pastors, right. business people. We created the art tank. Any of you ever heard of the art tank? Okay, it's the shark tank without the S because we're a church, right? So we took to make it more appealing. We're like, okay, we're going to call it the art tank. Well, it's business people who are vetting the pitch of the pastor. Why? That's the audience. Yeah. So make sure, so what's the point, Lee? Do you know your audience? Do you know the person that you're actually going to meet? Are you doing the due diligence on the front end? What resonates with them? Not so you can be a chameleon, but that you so you can know when you're doing your homework. Nothing impresses me more. And you have given millions of dollars to churches and to the kingdom and ministries and all of that. But nothing, nothing's more attractive than someone who's prepared, who's done their front end work. They just aren't prayed up, they're prepared up. Yeah, so, because you, you know you heard that you heard pastor chris i don't know if you ever heard, heard there's a giving filter but the giving filter is you've got to be able to look at this you got are they do they have character and competence because you can have one and not the other a lot of a lot of great guys have great character but they're incompetent a lot of great competent people don't have the character right if you're having surgery You don't care about the character. You want the doctor being competent and he can cuss all he wants, right? And so you gotta have both though, character and competence. Then then the next question is, are you communicating in a way that shows them the return on investment? Are you quantifying the metrics of impact that you're planning on doing? Because the metrics of the wins, this is important, The metrics of the wins of what you're projecting you're going to do, because you haven't done it yet, so you're projecting you're going to do this, but the metrics of those wins justify your vision. The metrics of historical wins justifies more new vision. So, for example, we don't talk about another campus that we need to expand to unless the first campus we have is actually producing an ROI that justifies more of those type campuses. Does that make sense? And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like what Matthew 25, 12. I think it's like he who has little, if you do good with it, basically you'll get much, much more. It's that same type of principle. So start out with where you're at, but make sure you communicate that vision with the kingdom impact side of it and report back to them. So when you meet with someone and you're asking them to pray about partnering with you, I don't care how the meeting goes. You need to have three pitches. You need to have a short pitch. A medium pitch and a long pitch. That's dictated on that person's body language and you asking permission to go longer. So, for example, I'm in a meeting. Let's say, um, I've got, uh, I'm, I'm meeting with, uh, with Pastor Woodward right here. I'm saying, okay, you and I are meeting and I'm the business guy and he's talking to me about, about planning a church and I'm, I'm kind of excited, but I keep looking at my watch and I, I've got meetings. I got responsibilities. And then he's saying, you know, look, I'm going to adjust my pitch in his mind. I'm going to adjust my pitch because I I feel this guy's got to go. I'm not reacting, but I'm adjusting it. And then I say, hey, Lee, I know you have a busy schedule, but do you have have five or ten more minutes? Are we good on time? And then if he says, oh, yeah, yeah, we're good, keep going, then I'm going to adjust and I'm going to go a little bit deeper in my pitch. But I'm honoring that person's time and I'm going to follow up right after that with whatever was missing. And if there's any information or hot buttons that they're passionate about, I'm going to basically communicate that back to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I know I may have been going too long, but um, I want you to be able to, to see that you have a communication gap, right? What was, what did Pastor Rick say? It's like your, your, uh, your, your, uh, how did he put that word? What do you call it? Initiative, not initiative. It's uh, your intuitiveness, your intuition. That's it. Thank you. The intuition side is not always going to be right. Right. So what you're reading is one thing and what they're reading is another. Ask questions. Say, do you understand what I'm getting? What What's in your heart? What would you like to see happen in this city? Asking them for input because they got it. They got it. And so then you're also seeing it. Does it line up with the vision? That's in my heart that God's given my wife and I to plant the church. Some people will be part of the beginning. Some, and they won't make it through that. Some people will last the whole season, the whole, I mean, they're there for life, but you're going to, don't worry about that. Don't make commitments that you can't follow through with. Like we're going to be in this forever. Don't make these like broad brush. Well, everybody's doing this. Have your homework done and be precise. I'd rather you be brief and precise than giving me a long message because you, you're going to lose me, right? And then you have to have the appendix. Everybody knows what appendix is? Right. Appendix, all that detail needs to be in a deliverable that you right. give them. Yeah. 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 And then you follow up with them. If they, do they have any other questions? You know, what have you. Don't be afraid to follow up just because they don't call you back. They may be putting out 25 fires. Don't perceive that as rejection. You wear them out till they buy or die, right? I mean, I would, I would if I'm in your shoes because I got to stop what I'm doing, running businesses and life and all of that to return that it doesn't mean that I'm not interested. It means that can I put my pause button on to take that call and deal with that in the right mindset. And if they're smart, They're going to take their time because you want to use any smart person is going to use patience as a weapon. They're going to wait and they're going to see. And this is the last thing, you know, pass it on. The first gift they give you is a test. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you what they believe they can lose without any strings attached. So that $5,000 gift that they gave you that you think is the harvest, and it's like, woohoo, hallelujah. It's amazing. They gave us a gift. They've got $500,000 that they have the capacity to give. They're just not showing you that yet. They're not offering the $500,000 because they got character, and they're not alligator mouth overloading their whatever. They're sitting there, you know, because you get a lot, oh, yeah, I'm a a million-dollar giver. I'm going to help you. I'm like, and, you know, and they never come through. These people are always going to be the reverse of that. They're going to basically give you a little, watch it, see if it makes an impact in how you manage it. And then if you communicate effectively with them, then more will come. I really believe that.
2: Wow. Uh, quick, quick question, sir. What, what would you say that looks like that follow-up communication?
1: Yeah. Um, is that is that one-on-one? Is that, you know, what does that look like? I would judge that kind of on a temperature thing, on a feel, of if I'm calling them and, you know, I don't want to ever perceive them as being uh, wearing them out. So I would communicate with them in a, I'd probably give them a handwritten card and let that handwritten card. And then I would follow up saying, hey, at any given, lo- would love to circle back with you and have coffee. Or if their spouse wasn't there, which by the way, I would have my spouse at every single one of those meetings. My wife is my secret weapon. She sees things I don't see. I'm focused. Focus creates blindness. I don't see everything. My wife is, see, I don't see everything, but I can go get it done. But I can also create some train wrecks. So if I don't see what's coming from my left, my wife has that peripheral vision and she can see all these things. And the more I honored her in those conversations, the more God spoke to her about things that impacted me. And so it's praying in the fullness of oneness. With your wife. Operate in the fullness of oneness. If you pray 50% of your time without just, just on your own and you're doing all this on your own and not including your spouse, you're operating in half the power. So do it together in the fullness of oneness. God's gonna, God would speak to my wife on stuff. She didn't understand business part, what we did. But God would speak to her and say, I just don't have peace about that. And she was right 100% of the time. 100% of the time. So, so the more I honored her, the more she would, she would, you know, the more I honored, but then she started seeing the weightiness of that. So her faith rose up. So I would commute, have my wife with me in those, in a second meeting, if you don't in the first. I would have my wife and I would ask for that other wife to come or a spouse, if it's uh, however, gender, whatever, but spouse. But I would create moments, right? I create moments, moments where they can connect and come together uh, if you can do that. Let me tell you this, as a businessman, if you get my wife in there, we giving something. It's like, because if she, she could, but because if she was, because why, why not get them both in the room when they're going to have a conversation later that you didn't get to speak to half of the decision-making process? And then if you're giving it to me, this is important. As a man, I'm going to relay 5% of what was said. So the 95% of the sizzle and all the good stuff and the anointing and everything else and all that was in your business plan, all that just went out. So get them, say, hey, we'd love to take you and your wife out to dinner. It may be Hardee's, but you take them out to dinner, right? But you do that and make that investment. And I would never, ever, ever let a business person pay for that coffee or that meal say it's yeah. done because yeah. they're going to go out thinking that you talk about setting the spirit of excellence. They go like, Ooh, pastor done paid for something. That's a novelty, novel idea. Yeah. That's how their experience has been. Right. So let's change that.
2: That's really good. That's great. I, I, I would uh, say we have an experience that, um, even backs that up because we, but it would be the reverse in the sense that I'm, I, first of all, I want to say thank you because you certainly have no idea how much you've helped my wife and I through the intensive process uh, because when we came into it, even our launch budget seemed so intimidating to us. When we left the, the launch intensive, we actually increased it by hundred thousand because we were like, wait, we can do this. Cause we actually felt then like we had the tangible tools to know how to actually raise that fund. And it was because of that, because of that one-on-one that you presented with the, uh, you weren't calling it the arc tank when I went through it, but, uh, but I loved that and it was because of that opportunity that was incredibly intimidating to us in that moment because our, our, our Tank experience was when we left, the guy said, I'm not giving you any money. Our business leader said, it was basically just kind of a mock you know, conversation, right? And he was like, nope. He's like, you guys basically, he was saying you failed. And we were like, and we, we walked out. We're talking to like the other, other guys who were in the intensive and we're like, so how did yours go? And the one guy's like, we got the money. The other guy's like, we didn't get the money. I was like, man, we suck. Like, <laughs> We are not going to do good at this, but, but no, it was, it was so encouraging though, because there was real practical feedback. Um, but we had a guy who gave to us and he gave 5,000. Um, after the fact, he called me and I'm incredibly thankful he did. He asked how it was going. And, uh, and I just had a pretty superficial relationship with him. And so I gave him kind of the the three minute story of how, at that point, how the last three months had gone. He said, okay, great. He said, I just wanted to hear everything was going about four days later, I got a check for 10,000. One month later, I got another check for 5,000. One month later, I got another check for 5,000. I'm hoping they just keep coming because that's been last month. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hopefully they keep coming.
1: Yeah. Well, so, so he's seeing it. Yeah. He's seeing it. They long to be a part of something that God is doing. And so you bring passion and fresh air into their life and they want to see you succeed. But don't try to reduce your vision to what you perceive their capacity to pay is. You put the whole vision out there. Put the, I don't care if your vision is $25 million. You put it out there and, and stage it in a fashion that's saying, hey, these are our first steps. Almost putting together a timeline of something practical is a tool where you're showing financial need over a life cycle. Let's say it's a three-year life cycle. Some of you haven't thought past 12 months, and that's okay, but let's see it's a three-year life cycle of the future. Put down what you're believing that this flow of dollars and impact and all of these things are. Get somebody else who's in business to proof it for you to make sure it makes sense and make sure you can defend it and justify it, but showing that whole vision. Pastor Chris has $400 million worth of vision. We don't talk about from the stage. But he talks about it to the legacy team. Why? It's because those people set the pace of the vision so they can accelerate or, or or they could speed it up. So don't discount. Like, for example, Greg Surratt. He had a man, and he's okay with saying this. He had he had a man come that was in his church that he says, I'm supposed to, uh, I'll, God showed him, go ask the man for $5 million. So he met with the man. You heard the story? Yeah. It's, so he met with the man. And the man goes, and, but he says, I got weak. I gave, I asked for th- a million. And the man goes, absolutely, pastor, get you a check. A couple, time goes by, a guy calls him, says, my wife and i would like to talk to you. We got some exciting news. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, uh, you know, the new hospital's building a wing on the hospital and it's $25 million. And we just thought it'd be a great kingdom investment. We're going to underwrite the whole thing. <laughs> Get the whole vision out to people. You never know who God is going to speak to to fund the vision. So if you reduce it to what you perceive, which is taking God and everything out of the equation, right? I mean, when God gives a person a dream, it's impossible, unreasonable, and too expensive because it takes God to be able to do it. So don't forget that. So get the vision out there, right? And have a vehicle of communication back. Do you, any of you ever had a mutual fund or any kind of investment like a stock or you get a restatement? How about your bank statement? What about if you never had a bank statement and you couldn't go online? You didn't know what was going on with that bank account. So you keep giving 10% of your income into an account. You never get to see what the difference is being made. Would you keep giving it? Right? And an annual report's not good enough not to people who want to help you accelerate the vision, they want to see the tangible difference, they want to see what the difference is all throughout the year. So man, give them that information. And you know, and then what'll happen is is that the people who are excited like that, see, you as a pastor is giving him something by pastoring him that he can't get on his own. Yeah. Right? And that's real important. And there's so many lonely business people that are out there that on the surface are in churches giving raising their hands in church, showing up every Sunday and they're still unfulfilled because they don't know where their place is inside the context of the church. You have to call that out of them to say, here, here's a pathway when you discover your purpose and you've got a gift of generosity, here's the legacy team or kingdom builders, or here's a way that you can accelerate the vision of your church and fulfill what God's created you to do. That creates sustainability in the funding, right? Yeah, that's
3: great. You ready? You ready? You good? Go ahead. All right, so so like I said, just just fresh eleven weeks ago, we launched Purpose Church uh, in Murray, Kentucky. I know there's another Purpose Church right back there. What's up, Blue? Uh, so so uh, yes, uh, just to just to reiterate, first of all, you guys are incredible, and uh, thankful for what kind of incredible churches you lead and and your families and Pastor Lee, you're incredible, man. We write down everything he says, okay. <laughs> And circle it and and star it. And, and I'll just be honest, you know, uh, the thing for us is is we're, we're in a small town. It's not very big. Uh, so any any small town planters potentially out there? All right, cool. So, so yeah, you don't necessarily have to be in, in big city area um, to be planting. And, uh, and so we're in Murray, Kentucky. So, like, end of the earth, turn right. There we are, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm a chicken farmer as well. So, yeah, we raised for Pilgrim's Pride. Uh, which provides for Chick fil A. Come on, somebody. All right. So, um, so we have a chance to do that, but that's just my context. Uh, and so for us, I just love to, um, to give you that just so you know uh, the things that, that we really found that were really helpful. Just a few things. And this was something that Pastor JD Oast shared with us through the, um, through the actual arc intensive process was, uh, I, talks, touches, big ask. All right, let me say that. Big ask and celebrate. Those are those are some things that that we saw that would that were really helpful. People, you can have a great website, and I encourage you to have a great website. But people aren't going to give to a website. They're going to give to you. They're going to give whenever you sit across the table from somebody and you say, "Hey, here's the vision of what we see happening here. Here's here's what God we feel like God has called us to do in this city." This is what we, in a town, you know, this is what God has called us to. Yeah. Um, and, and just having those conversations uh, again for us, what didn't work was, was letters, just generic letters to anybody. I don't think papers ever changed anybody, but looking at you in the face and being able to say, hey, you know what? I see that passion. When they can sit across from you and you can get excited telling them about the vision of your church uh, and what God is doing and what He's creating and what He's building inside of you, uh, literally, it's hard to say no to that. And it's hard for them to walk away and just say, hey, you know what? Nope, we can't, no. So talks are very important. Then the touches is kind of the car, the vehicle for how to get that into their hands. Uh, putting, I know my man Jordan right here has got incredible Uh, Some incredible literature that I'm. I'm, If you want, I'm not like giving your stuff away for you, but okay, cool. So, so, and and then we'll send you whatever uh, of ours. We were putting things into their hands that that were, hey, this is what we're going to be a good steward of what you give. Uh, I think that's really important for everybody that's in here, and that's something along the way that that we've learned is, man, just like going back to to Matthew 25. If you will take care of what God puts in your hand, whether it's five dollars. Whether it's five million dollars, he can trust you with more. And if you're willing to just put that in, uh, that trust and, and, and again, doing the very best with what you have goes back to, back to excellence. That's what that is. Doing the very best. We didn't have a million dollar launch. You know, we had a, a hundred and ten thousand dollar launch and that was with the, the arc, uh, funding that came along with that. Uh, and, and so it can be done wherever you are. I want you to know that, uh, this model that we've seen, uh, you know, all the way from from Pastor Rich to this guy should talk because he had his trailers stolen and had to raise money again, okay? So ask him a question in just a second about that because that's, that's really important because, I mean, uh, again, he's raising money twice. You know, he's literally having to go and replace every trailer, uh, which is unbelievable, bro. You're awesome. So, um, but I'm just telling you, talks, touches, putting those things in their hands, uh, not stuff that's just like, yeah. Uh, it needs to be sharp. Like Pastor Rich had said, hey, it needs to be sharp. Your logo, uh, your vision, kind of some numbers that are on there. Um, and then go for the ask. You know, that was one thing in our arc tank that we didn't do. Like he said, yeah, yeah, yeah I did great. But you got to the very end. You didn't even ask me for anything. And so that was great coaching that we got. Okay. So so from meeting with people, you do need to ask. And that's uncomfortable for me. Is that uncomfortable for anybody yeah. else? Okay. <clears throat> so we're all on the same boat. Like, like that's uncomfortable for me because I never had to do that. Uh, and so it was very uncomfortable, but but that was a challenge for us from the arc tank, was, was go for the ask. And then my thing is celebrate, whether somebody gives five bucks whether they give $5,000, 5000000 you, you honor them by, by writing those cards. You honor them by saying yeah. thank you for your time. And this was, this was incredible. This was something that I really appreciate because I want to hear what your vision is for this city. Yeah. And we want to be something that we, we, we're change it together for this city that we're planting in. And so those are a couple things for me. Inside the touches, by the way, we would put like a, again, a handwritten card. Um, we would do like almost like exactly what Pastor Jor- uh, Jordan's got right here. Uh, a couple of things that had just kind of what we were expecting our finances to look like. And we shot high. I'll be honest. Our, our launch budget was $300,000. We didn't get there. But, but we were going to throw that vision out there that, hey, we got a big vision to reach Murray, Kentucky. And so um, I, I encourage you guys to do that. Make it sharp. That's the vehicle. Again, that's the touches. Mm. Um, and don't, I, I, I trust me. You, you don't, uh, you don't know the impact, a handwritten card in the mail, thanking them for their time, uh, and how I can, you know, how we can serve you and and saying we, we is real important partnership. That idea that you guys are going to do it together, that you're going to reach your city together. It's, it's a big deal. How many times do you get a, a handwritten card in the mail? Not very often, Right. But it's coming from a guy that that you paid for the meal, you paid for the coffee, and you're saying thank you for their time. Yeah, something's different about that. That's good, you know. So, so for me, those are some things that I would uh, just from our, you know, our our deal. Like, don't start a GoFundMe page, you know. Let me just throw no, that out no, there. No, 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 no. Somebody's not giving towards Facebook. Uh, they're not giving towards GoFundMe. Again, on our our side, we didn't see a lot of letters that we'd sent out. It was family. It was us. It was saying, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna have to cash our our savings account out. We're gonna have to ask my parents. Okay, hey,
1: listen, do you mind giving towards this vision that God has put inside of us?" It's I think you tell those that. things. So, I think you tell that story. I think what he just said. He just said, "I emptied out my bank accounts, borrowed money from my family, or I got my family on board." I think you tell that story. I think because that's a real integral part of you going all in. And when they see you go all in like that, I think it's really important because what you're saying in this whole, all of this is, is an exchange of trust. Mm. When they give money to you and they help you and they want to see, it's an exchange of trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And if something happens and some the purpose of that gift changes, you need to let them know. I've never heard of a negative response when it changed. They're like, oh, thank you for letting me know, but have a place that you are going to. So if you're raising it for stereo equipment because your, your your stuff got stolen, say what it is and say, but if all of a sudden somebody else donated stereo equipment... And that money got freed up. Go back to them, and said, "Man, it's amazing. We had someone donate st- stereo equipment, but this rest of money, we'd like to allocate to these areas. But we wanted to make sure you're good with that." Sure. They're going to tell you yes, and your equity is going to go up a hundredfold because you were you were honorable. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So it's an exchange of trust, and just make sure that that as your as your putting the things together as you're communicating the vision, as you're communicating all of this stuff and you put all this creative stuff and make sure that it's simple to get. Don't make it so cool and trendy and that does not move a giver. Matter of fact, I've ne- I don't give off of videos. I think videos are great and I think you need all of that creative genius, but you're starting out. So you can't take the philosophy of an 18 year old church that says we don't really ask people for money you got to make an ask at first but watch this watch this the first go you got to make an ask the second go your excellence should create the ask wow. that's great. so that first go you're making an ask they want you to ask them they want it to be clear Man, would you, hey, we, we we would you pray about giving $5,000 or $10,000 or whatever it is? But you make that ask for support. But then how you report back should justify whether or not you're going to have to become a salesman and keep selling. Or you're going to be a leader and it's going to attract because they see the results and they're going to want to keep. They then see what was risky is now a proven investment. So I want to keep giving. That's important.
2: Um, I'll give you I'll give you a really quick rundown. Well, something that we did because I want to leave plenty of time for Q and A. So I'm going to give you this in two minutes. Um, we did uh, we kind of uh, so our our launch budget we broke up into three buckets per se in regards to where we were going to try to try to uh, try to receive the money from. The first one was just kind of our personal network, right? So friends, family, all of that. The second one was business people third one was churches. And for us, it was just important that we were kind of able to see like, where's the money coming from? It just felt like we were breaking into segments and the strategy just helped us, even mentally it kind of helped us uh, just kind of reach that goal and attain that goal. And so it was great for my wife and I to be able to see. And the first one that we hit was churches. We We hit that bucket the first. And so then everything that we were getting above and beyond, we were putting into other buckets, right? But even when it came to personal, here's something that we did We, so we were youth pastors for a long time. So we had a lot of young people, college age and kind of young adults who were, who were connected to us and, and we were in relationship with. And so you're doing a lot of coffees, a lot of sit downs. So something that we did was we said, okay, we know that young people, college age, they can't afford, you know, they they can't afford to give us $100 to, to sew into this thing. They can probably afford 15 bucks a month. So we did this thing and, and it worked for us. And I'm not saying it worked for everybody, but it worked for us. We said 15 30 60 We were asking people to commit to $15, $30, or $60 a month for 12 months. And we were only doing this with young people, uh, kind of younger adults, 28, you know, 20-year-olds, something like that. And it worked. And kind of in the end, we got about $4,000, just over $4,000. Our goal was $4,500. We almost hit it, about $4,000 monthly coming in. So if you kind of do the math, we had about 150 people still right now who are giving on a on a semi-regular basis, right, giving towards that, so it helps us. It helps us quite a bit as we, as we re- were launching, and some of that falls off. But really, you, it's still just a way for people to engage, and, and, it, and it helped us. We 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 did hit budget, which was fantastic. But one of the big things that helped us when it came to business owners, and like Pastor Lee had already mentioned, is follow up. Like, just you gotta follow up. I can't tell you how many churches we've invested into since we've launched. That we're like, we get something in the mail from them. Because I'll tell you right now, like I think you should send something to every arch church. Like, like I found even as you're as you're launching, guys who have planted, even if they're six months old, will give you a lot more than guys who inherited. It. it just, it's just kind of what it is. Like they just know, they kind of feel the pain of it and they know. So we get something, I'm like, yeah, I, I want to give you a couple thousand dollars, you know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quarter of our budget this month. But but uh, but but <laughs> but a quarter of our budget's not that much money so so our bookkeeper Justin Spicer in here in Power Bookkeeping shout out to Empower Bookkeeping he probably would tell you tell me not to do that but um, but uh but no but but so so just that follow-up was so key how many guys have sent something to us and we've had all the intention to send something to them but we forget in a simple phone call or an email you're like oh yeah shoot we forgot we got to send that to them. We want to be a part of it, right? And so that follow-up for us when it came to business people was the biggest thing. And, uh, and
1: so, yeah, that was kind of a little bit of our story. It's really good. That monthly giving that you're talking about right. is, is right. Setting, setting up real quick on that is you're going to have several channels. You're going to have uh, those that have high capacity to give large gifts. But really the backbone, if you want to look at it just from a generosity perspective and even a fundraising perspective, is the real core. I mean, look at look at the election cycles. And that's a kind of a nasty subject, but the election cycles, the, the funding that came in from 15, $20 a month, all of that was gazillions of dollars that funded these things. So don't discount, have vehicles and streams of income based upon different categories of capacity of the individual. So you should have at least three target audiences. You're you're less of number, but big, big fish. Let's use fish. Big fish, medium sized fish, which is the vast majority. And then these young fish are those that, you know, don't have a lot, right? To be able to create a vehicle where they can participate from, because from a percentage of giving perspective, they could be as all in as anybody else, but only giving 15 bucks a month. See, at Ohio State, they give 15. At LSU, we give 30 because we got gift of faith.
0: <laughs> hey, I will say this. We're gonna get into Q and A, but I will say this because I want to bring it back to Jordan just for a second. So you can add to the power of Arc. Um, use Arc, yeah. leverage Arc. Every time you meet with somebody, yeah. let them know there is a there is an organization that is behind you supporting you matching your dollars right you're, that you're not floating you're not in limbo you have an organization that believes in you is coaching you training you and equipping you and Arc is behind you and uh yeah so utilize that put it on all your pages right put their little watermark everywhere cuz they're with you and to that or jordan just add to where Arc came in for you in 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 that dire time yeah so we had launched
2: everything or we had we had raised everything that we needed for launch and and then some we we were able to to go a little bit beyond budget or what we are what our launch budget was. And then seven weeks into launch, we purchased all of our equipment, you know, pretty much drained our savings. Seven weeks into into launch then, our, we have two trailers. One's our kids trailer. The other one's our production trailer is what we call it. A production trailer, which, which houses all of our AVL equipment, was stolen uh, 4.23 a.m. on a Thursday morning, two days before my birthday. How about that? Hey, and uh, yeah, and so uh, the worst phone call that, that, uh, I had received up, you know, in this whole experience was when our, when our worship director was like, Hey, where's the trailer? I'm like, same place. We always park it, you know, open your eyes. And he's like, he's like, no, it's not there. And I'm like, it's there. And no, it's there. So I drive over and it's not there. Oh. And so, so anyway, uh, there was $124,672 that was stolen, um, out of that. It was all of our AVL. I mean, we had, we had, uh, some good stuff in there. And so anyway, we had to kind of, we had to, we had to raise some money. We had to raise some money fast and, uh, the biggest, ah, I'll get emotional talking about it, but, um, the, the, it was a huge support for us because, uh, we immediately reached out. I just told Josh and Amy, said, Hey, our trailer was just stolen. Will you just pray for us? You know? And, uh, in all honesty, that's really what I was asking for. There was no secret behind that. It wasn't this hidden motive, like, can you guys give some money to us? You know? Um, and, and, uh, probably maybe like two days later, I got a call from Mark Cleary and then, about two days after that from, from Pastor Dino and, and about a week after that, uh, got a really, really nice check in the mail, like really sizable check. Uh, that was the biggest check that we've got, uh, all the way through all of our, all of our fundraising. Uh, and then three arc churches who I've never met their pastor. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I still to this day, I've never met, I've never talked to them. Uh, two of them gave 5,000. One of them gave 10,000. I mean, it's the, and it was the best because here's the thing is we were in that season. We had hundreds of text messages coming through. Hey, hear what happened, praying for you. After a while, you're like, I, you, I, can you give something to? You know what I mean? Like your prayer is awesome. I really do appreciate your prayers. But at a certain point, you're kind of just wasting my time now. Like, like I need people who are going to get in the trenches with me. And Pastor Dino actually said that. He said, how are you doing? I was like, we're fine. He goes, How are you really doing? Okay, we're not doing good. We don't have the money. We're not really sure what we're going to do here. He's like, what do you need? And I was like, we need prayer and prayer. You know, what like how much money do you need? That's what he said. How much money do you need? If you know Pastor Dean, like his text, you have to kind of like convert them into English. And so, <laughs> so, so I'm like, how much moolah money? What? Yeah. yeah. He voice text. Okay. Makes more sense now. He voice text. So, 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 so it was, but it was beautiful. And it was just that support in that moment. Like, no, Jordan, we want to give you money. Like we want to, we want to get in the trenches with you. Let's do this. We couldn't, I say this, I'm like, like, we couldn't do it. We we could not do it without those relationships. Like you think, like for us, that's why this is our tribe. Because for us, it's like like the systems are brilliant. The coaching, it really is great. Like like Pastor Kenneth Wagner was our our coach, and he was he was so helpful. And Pastor Lee, and all the training, and the mentors were so helpful. But I'm gonna tell you right now, you'll forget most of it. Yep. But it's the relationship. It's the ability that any time I just met Dustin and Rich today. Yep. But like, there's just this kindred spirit all of the time. Where it's it's exactly what Pastor Mikan was talking about. Ark really embodies the value of like, man, we're in this thing together. Like, put the shield down, put the sword down. Let's just let's just journey together, back to back, and fight some fight some devils together. And I think that for us in that season was so we we were able to get in eighty eight thousand dollars in three weeks time to kind of help because insurance, by the way, is kind of a critical. Uh, crucial part to the story was insurance we did, didn't didn't cover it so make sure you get some good insurance I can teach you about that
0: later, later time so good so let's go ahead and open it up for some Q&A uh, we have 8 minutes left um, yeah. go ahead Ryan
3: yeah um, Ryan Miller my wife and I remember- this fall, September fifteenth right. in Florida. Yeah. 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 Florida. Yeah. Just uh, what were some of the circles you guys kinda inserted yourself in to meet the generals or the leaders of the city? We've done that a little bit now, but just what were the ones you saw that hey we got into this, you know, and whether it was yeah. chamber stuff or just corporate Bible studies, whatever it may be. Yeah. What were those things that you kinda got in that led to some yeah, great question. Uh, you know, again, size is, is context for us. You know, being a part of the chamber is a big deal for us. You know, we joined any kind of, you know, local civic organization as far as that goes. And I think for small town, for us, the thing that sets you apart if you're if you're launching in a small town, uh, it, when you're launching in a, in a larger area, a Cincinnati or a, a Miami, uh, versus launching in Murray, the thing that sets you apart as a church is, as far as That goes is, is what you do when you serve the community. You know, that's going to be the thing that drives growth in your church. Uh, just telling you that, that service type community. So for us, as many, as many of those things as we could without burning ourselves out, we're jumping in in the middle of it. Anything our city was doing, the Murray Ice Cream Festival, right? We're in the middle of that. You know, we, we, yeah, it's, it's all we got to do. Come on, you know. Come on, man. Listen, it's all we got to do. So yeah, come on. We'll, we'll.
4: Come on, come yeah, on,
3: Lord Jesus. There's not many people, but it's cool. Hey, God is still doing incredible things. And so wherever you are, I'd say, yeah, jump into jump into whatever, you know, the Murray Chamber of Commerce, young professionals of Murray. I'm a part of those things just because I wanna I wanna be around those people that are making because em- I want our church, I want them to come to our church eventually and say, Hey, what do y'all think about this? You know, that's what we want for you. That's what we want for you in your city that your church has that sort of that sort of stature. Uh, to be able, to, the community leaders to come to you and say, "Hey, what do you guys think? What do you think as the pastor?" So, yeah, I For pastor
5: Lee, I just have a question. So, I think the long pitch would be the easier one. The mm-hmm. Short pitch is where I struggle. What kind of key things should be covered? In- yeah, no, that's
1: great. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, in the short pitch, I would get to, um, your story as fast as you can. Kind of your journey. Uh, and so I would take in the context of how all in you are. Um, but you got to give a little bit of history of kind of your journey. And then what is the one thing everybody has a primary thing for some of the greats, Billy Graham evangelism? I mean, what are those primary roles or that primary thing? Don't give them your five or six. Pick the one. If it's, I'm talking about the short. Pick that one thing, what's your wheelhouse? And then how are you gonna take that and impact that community and connect the dots there? And then, then then that takes resources to do that and say what they are. Saying this project's gonna cost us about $25,000. Uh, you know, we have $10,000 now and we believe in God's gonna bring the rest to 15,000. Would love to have you be a part of that. If it's a short, man, you get to the point. And business people don't have a problem with that. First, though, connect with them a little bit on your history and say, I want to respect your time. I could get into a whole lot more detail and would love to do that if you have time. But if you need to go, I want to respect that and and let them kind of gauge that. So if they stay, then you start going into more detail. But if not, you've given them the points and then you're going to follow up. But respect their time. But you will be surprised how many coming in you're thinking 15 minutes that God can touch and open up to an hour, two hours, what have you, right? I had one of those today where I gave them 20 minutes and I was like, I can't, I can't give any more time that. Well, I was an hour and 20 minutes because it was like, no, it was a God moment. So that's the thing that you're really, you know, good at. Does that answer your question?
3: Pitching to secular leaders that might not be Christian uh,
2: There's a really big fish and, that I'm trying to you know pitch to, but he doesn't love Jesus. He doesn't. He's not plugged
1: into church. Yeah, I think I think you have people like that. We had we had uh, uh, two people that gave six figure gifts to Highlands recently that are atheist. Wow. wow. Mm. wow. Talk about excellence. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I talked to their financial advisor, and he was like, "Here, look, look. We want to make a gift. Uh, we're thinking about making a gift to Highlands." And we don't believe in all that Jesus stuff, uh, you know, religion, all of that stuff. But we cannot deny the impact you're making to the hurting in our community. Now, they're not going to be, so it's like, wow, even an unbeliever takes notice when it's excellent. So I think you give them projects and then let the projects introduce them later to Jesus. Right, Let, be the hands and feet, show the results. So speak to him in results, segue, and allow the Holy Spirit to work in his life based upon what you're doing and the impact you're making, right? And to your point about praying though, people like praying when you need a need, Jesus met people's need and then prayed for him after. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, so I'd go head up with that guy. He's just a projects funder. I'd fundraise on him all day long. To get that get those things done and let that be a seed bed that can man that can just kinda of grow over time. And the Holy Spirit's gonna deal with him. Right?
0: Okay. one more question. Yeah, can it ever look like you're trying too hard? Like if you already have that relationship with that business person and then like you figure
1: out what their favorite cookies are and they show up <laughs> in the doorstep or something like that. Yeah, so are you are you you you're, you're <laughs> Let me see if I can t- I understand that. So what you're saying is, is as a pastor, you're trying too hard to win somebody over. Yeah. I mean, I I don't believe we should prostitute ourselves. I mean, I, I don't, I think you got to be who God's called you to be. I don't think that you need to adapt and, and get all crazy. I do think you need to honor and you need to be generous. The Bible says that the world of the generous will go larger and larger. I think all of those components are real important, um, but I think the number one thing, if I was meeting with you, I wouldn't want a gift from you. I'd want you to know Laura, Winston, Harrison, Grayson, Ashton, Isabella, you what's going on in my world. And would you mind praying for me? Would you cover my kids? I got a child, which I don't. Thank God I've got kids that love Jesus and that are doing great. But I got two kids that are dealing with drug addiction and all. Get to know those things. Pastor them in that. Don't bring them gifts. Thank you.
5: I just want to take a minute and just thank you guys all so much Pastor Lee um, if you can't already tell you know we rely on him at ARC so much because he brings the fundraising um, really vision and wisdom and the whole meat of our training so if you are interested in planning a church and you want to do it through ARC you're going to get um, so much more than what we covered today um, and he has an amazing book called Pearls of the King um, and I also want to encourage you to check out his booth um, he talked about it a little last night M360 but it is out there in the lobby Um, and then just to give a shout out to these pastors. And, um, I personally just want to honor you guys. Yeah. They are in the trenches. Um, I was at Jordan and Courtney's launch ethos in Columbus just in September. Um, just feel really personally connected to the Romero's launch, which is another story for another day and also very connected to the McLean's launch. Um, and so just honor you guys. Um, they are, three couples that truly risked it all and gave everything to answer the call of God. So um, we love y'all. Thank y'all so much for today. If you have any questions, please come up. and I would love to meet you and talk with you through it.
2: LifeWay Generosity, for example, has just launched a program where they can help uh, help with any kind of art collection or jewelry or those kinds of things, and make sure that your church has a place to go that's a recognized uh, dealer for being able to liquidate those. So you're not, you know, dealing with someone in in your local community who may not may or may not understand the value of that kind of an asset. So those are some things that I think you would ex- want to explore. And then yeah. Borderstone has some asset-giving yeah. um, opportunities as well. Yeah,
3: asset-giving is going to be the trend going forward just because there's a wealth transfer. But I think we reached the end of our uh, session. So I thank you all for your attention and hope it wasn't too too dry. So Come on, can we put our hands together for them? <laughs> Tremendous. And uh, they do really do an excellent job. We've learned so much from River Valley and uh, use mortar stone. And so they're going to be hanging out here, I think, for a few minutes. If you guys have
4: any questions, you can, uh, can come up and ask them. Thank you so much.